بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی علیہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ سنائٹ از دا ٹوینٹی سیکنڈ آف ڈسمبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ Now we're going through the exalted and dear life of the illustrious companion, Sayyidina Abu Huraira, radiyallahu. And I've started the subsection in which we're taking a brief with regards to some of his noble students. And yesterday I spent the session on Sa'id ibn al-Musayyib, who was not only a student, but also married his daughter, i.e. thus becoming the son-in-law. Another of his famous students is Abu Uthman al-Nahdi, rahmatullah alayhi. Sufficient are the words of this noble student himself, in which he himself said, No other person accompanied Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu more than I. Subhanallah. No other person accompanied Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu more than I. This is recorded in Ahmad in his Musnad, number 7932, Ibn Abi Hatim, Ibn Kathir's Tafsir, volume 2, page 4623 of the English translation. So what's interesting about that statement, you would have thought Sa'id ibn al-Musayyib would have the honor because he was the son-in-law of Abu Huraira and he was most beloved to him. So one way to interpret this statement of Abu Uthman al-Nahdi is that he was referring to the general students, the general. Maybe he was not referring to the more senior, i.e., such as Sa'id ibn al-Masayyib, or you can take it literally, where he said, no other person accompanied Abu Huraira more than I. But that also is showing how distant we are, because if you truly love Abu Huraira, you would certainly know the people he loved. And if somebody asks you who accompanied him the most, In terms of uh, studying, which one would say Abu Uthman al-Nahdi, rahmatullahi. And note, from the way he said it, you can also feel that he was proud of this. It was an honor to I be in the company of Abu Huraira radiyallahu. Another famous student of Abu Huraira radiyallahu was Abu Salih Dhaqwan. Hafiz ibn Hajar Asqalari, rahmatullahi said, He was known as Az-Zayyat, i.e. the oil dealer, as he used to bring oil to Kufa. This is recorded by Hafiz ibn Hajar, rahmatullahi, in his Taqrib, volume 1, page 203. So, another student, his name is Dhaqwan. His kunyat is Abu Salih. Why was he also called Az-Zayyat? Because he used to do business in oil. He would bring oil to Kufa and earn his living through this. Indeed, when Hafiz Abu Dawood asked Hafiz Ibn Ma'een about him, Ibn Ma'een, rahmatullah he said, Abu Salih, rahmatullah is amongst the most reliable transmitters from Sayyidina Abu Huraira, radiyallahu. This is recorded by Hafiz Ibn Hajar Asqalani in his Taqrib, volume 3, page 189. So, one of the great hadith masters asked another hadith master about this, this student of Abu Huraira. And look at the honor. Ibn Ma'in said he is one of the most reliable narrators from Abu Huraira, meaning he's utterly trustworthy. Abu Salih, 
Rahmatullah Aleyh. Those has narrations in Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, Nasai, Ibn Majah and Tibbuti. Refer to Hafiz Ibn Hajar Asqalani Rahmatullah Aleyh in his Taqreeb, volume 1, page 203. So whenever, whenever we hear a hadith in any of the six collections, every hadith you must always understand has a chain. And we are eternally indebted to those people because they have narrated to us the hadith of the Prophet And one such person whose name can be found in all six famous collections is this man, Abu Salih Rahmatullah Ali. So this was another student of Abu Huraira. Another student of Abu Huraira was Abu Dhur'a Rahmatullah Ali. In Sayyid Muslim, number 2111, Ahmed in his Musnad, number 7166, with a Sayyid chain of transmission, Abu Zur'a Rahmatullah himself said, I once entered the dwelling of Marwan ibn al-Haqam, along with Sayyidina Abu Huraira when it was being built, and he saw images therein. So picture the scene. So Abu Huraira has entered a dwelling which has just been built and it's been built for the governor Marwan ibn al-Haqam. But who's with Abu Huraira? Abu Zurra, the student. Abu Huraira thereupon said, I have heard Rasulullah say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, who does more wrong than the one who tries to imitate my creation? Let them create an ant or let them create a grain of wheat or let them create a grain of barley. Abu Huraira thereupon called for water and did wudu. He washed his arms past his elbows and when he washed his feet, he went past the ankles to his calves. I thereupon asked, what is this? Abu Huraira said, Hada mablaghal hilya. This is as far as I want the beautification to reach, i.e. in the hereafter. So let's look at this. So what caused the displeasure of Abu Huraira when he entered Marwan's new dwelling? Because there was images there. So maybe in the curtains or maybe whatever. And Abu Huraira said, I heard Rasulullah say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, who can be more in the wrong than who tries to imitate my creation? In, in other words, we can't create anything. So what have we created? Nothing. We just use what Allah Ta'ala has given. You know, wood, metal, the knowledge, etc, etc. But really we don't create anything. So Allah Ta'ala gets furious when a human being starts thinking like this. So he challenges them. He goes, let them create an ant. 2023, can they create an ant? Let them create a grain of wheat. <coughs> let them create a grain of barley. Meaning, don't be, you know, sometimes, you, you know, when you see the advancements of science, you know, people start thinking, oh, this is amazing. And then you go, let them create an ant. And then suddenly, straight back to square one again. He goes, what, you know, what are you impressed about? Then he asked for water to do wudu. Now look how interesting. He's only got one student with him, Abu Dhurra, Rahmatullah Ali. And Abu Huraira, when he gets to his arms, he goes past his elbow. And he goes all the way up. And when he washes his feet, he goes to his calf, washes his calf. So Abu Dhurra said, what is this? <laughs> and Abu Huraira said, Hada mablaghal hilya. 
This is as far as I want the adornment to reach. Meaning, I haven't forgot. This is to increase, you know, the honor given to me by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, to add to this. So, in another report it mentions. So, this is recorded in Hakim in his Mustadrak, volume 4, page 563, where the Sahih chain of transmission. Abu Maryam, rahmatullahi he relates. One Sayyidina Abu Huraira, radiyallahu, passed by Marwan ibn al-Hakam, Whilst Marwan was building his house, which was located in the middle of the city, i.e., and Abu Huraira thereupon sat and observed the scene. So they're building this kind of a huge dwelling for Marwan. And Abu Huraira just sits and just looking, you know, like non like, you know, non-amused about it, just looking, thinking, what's going on? Abu Huraira thereupon said to the workers who were working, build strongly. Aim for four. Death is near. <laughs> so what did he mean by that? Stopping the report. So he's telling the workers, build strongly. Meaning, make it as secure as you want. It's going to get destroyed. <laughs> then he said, aim for your hopes. He goes, they will never be realized. Death will come first. <laughs> and then he said, death is near. Meaning a reality which you seem to have forgotten when you're building this. So look how interesting. Abu Huraira was giving dawah to the workers. So Marwan came and he heard this. He goes, oh Abu Huraira, you're talking to the workers. What are you telling them? Abu Huraira turned to Marwan and said, I told them to build strongly, aim for four and death is near. Then he said, oh people of the Quraysh, Remember three times how you were yesterday and how you are today. Yesterday, you used to serve Persian and Roman masters. Now you eat semolina today with bread and the meat with fat. Those do not now eat each other, hate or have malice for each other as the law lives do. Be small today and tomorrow you will be great. <laughs> By Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, none of you will rise a level except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring him down on the day of judgment. <laughs> Subhanallah. So what did the great Abu Huraira say now to the people who had gathered? Even the Quraysh, that's interesting, the Quraysh. He goes, remember three times the change. He goes, you used to serve Persians and Romans. And isn't that true? <coughs> In fact, they passed the Arabs. They went, we don't want to conquer these people. This is a dead land. Mm. But even though they went past them, they were still, you know, their masters. Because now you're eating semolina bread and the meat with fat. So what's he getting across? He's saying, look, you start building now. You got a bit of life's comforts. Now what's happening? You're becoming soft. Mm. Then he said, do not now eat each other, hate, have malice, as the law lies. Be small, be humble, tomorrow you will be great. So who was humble? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, in fact all the sahab. So aren't they now great? <laughs> tomorrow they will be great. Then he said, whoever rises a level, meaning with you know pride, Allah will bring him down on the day of judgment. So what do we learn from this? We learn that Abu Huraira didn't let any opportunities pass. He was very observant about what people were doing. 
No, you just walk past workers now. Carry on in it. But Abu Hurairah goes, no, he's actually sat down. Thinking, you know, this is interesting, this. But then he was thinking, shall I? And he goes, yes, I'll give them Dawud. And he made them think. Another of his students was Nu'im ibn Abdullah al-Mujmir, rahmatullah alayhi. In Ahmad in his Musnad, number 8413, 9195, 9195, with a sahih chain of transmission. Nu'im ibn Abdullah al-Munjir, he said, Rahmatullah I once climbed onto the roof of the masjid with Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu. And he was wearing trousers under his long shirt. So this is sunnah. When people say when you have a long jubba and you got them trousers underneath, is that... Some people say, oh, this is just culture. It's not. Mm-hmm. Sahaba used to wear it. <laughs> so the Tabin said it. Because he was wearing trousers under a long shirt. <laughs> he then, look what the Tabin said. He took off his trousers and he started to do wudu. He washed his face and hands. And he washed his hands up to part way to his upper arms. Mm-hmm. And his feet part way to his calves. Mm-hmm. He thereupon said, I have heard Rasulullah say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on the day of resurrection, my ummah will come with bright faces and limbs because of the traces of wudu. Thus, whoever amongst you is able to increase the brightness of his face, let him do so. <laughs> so he did it again. This time with the Surah al he started doing more of the wudu, increasing past the normal points. Then he goes, the reason I'm doing this is because Rasulullah said that these will shine on the day of judgment. And then he himself added, it's not from the Prophet If you are able to increase the brightness, do so. <laughs> so Noam added, I don't know whether the words, whoever amongst you is able to increase the brightness of his face, let him do so, are the words of Rasulullah or the words of Abu Huraira. <laughs> So what's interesting, even though he was an eyewitness, Nu'im ibn Abdullah al-Mujman, now what's interesting, where was Abu Huraira doing wudu? On top of the roof of the masjid. So he didn't want people to know this. The reason is because people maybe are ignorant, they'll start thinking, what's this? They must start speaking ignorantly. But this was a, a student of his, so he exposed him to it. And he did a bit extra wudu, and then he quoted the hadith. But Nu'im, even though he was an eyewitness and heard what Abu Huraira said, he goes, I'm not sure about the second. He goes, he, he definitely said all those words. I heard Rasulullah say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, on the day of judgment, my ummah will come with bright faces and limbs because of the traces of wudu. But then Nu'im said, but the second statement, I don't know whether that's from the Prophet or whether it's Abu Huraira. Those whoever amongst you is able to increase the brightness of his face, let him do so. Because that be I don't know. Maybe it is the words of the Prophet or definitely Abu Huraira said it. Now what's interesting, whose words are they? It appears and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best, but these were the words of Abu Huraira. So how do I know? Or how do we know that that, that second statement wasn't the words of the Prophet Because another of his students, Abu Hazim rahmatullah said, I sat with Abu Huraira for five years. This is an Ahmad in his Musnad number 7960 Sahih. So this is another famous Tabi'in, Abu Hazim. It doesn't mean he sat with him. It means that I stood with him for five years. Then he said, 
I was once behind Abu Huraira when he was doing wudu for salat. And he washed his arm all the way to his armpit. <laughs> I thereupon said, Ya Abu Huraira, ma hadal wudu? What is this wudu? <laughs> he responded, O Banu Farrukh, are you here? If I had known you were here, I would not have done wudu in this manner. I have heard my beloved friend say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Tablughul Hiliyatu min al-Mu'mini Haythu Yablughul Wudu The adornment of the believer will reach as far as his wudu reached. This is in Sayyid Muslim number 586 in the chapter on purification. Ahmad in his Muslim number 8840 with a Sayyid in a transmission. So this is another Tabi'in. Abu Hazim. And what's happened? Abu Hurair is doing wudu and he thinks there's nobody around. He was standing behind. And when he saw him wipe all the way to his armpit, he goes, what is this? Now look how interesting. How did Abu Huraira respond to that tabi'in? He goes, Ya Bani Farrukh. Oh Banu Farrukh, are you here? If I'd known you were here, I would not have done this. Farrukh is the name of a son of Ibrahim And his progeny settled in Persia. Abu Hazim belonged to this non-Arab tribe. Look how beautiful. Abu Hazim, his lineage was Persian. So when he called Abu Huraira out, Abu Huraira turned to him because Ya Bani Farrukh. So who is he talking about? Farrukh was a son of Ibrahim Quite interesting. We know his famous sons, Ismail, Ishaq, Madian. Farrukh is another one of his sons. And the Persians, they come from his lineage. So Abu Huraira could have said, Ya O Persian. But he was still teaching him. He goes, Ya Bani Farrukh. So, what's interesting, Abu Huraira used to pay very special attention to the Persians. And he would say very interesting things. So now let's just mention this about the wudu. Can we do that? So you're doing wudu and you think, right, Forget about elbow. Oh, you're doing full arm, up to armpit, right? And you get to ankles, you go, ah, do the full calf. So Imam Nawi, rahmatullahi, he said, it's mustahab. Imam Nawi, rahmatullahi, said in Sharh Sayyid Muslim, it's recommended. So now this is, we have to, you know, mention this because people go on public platforms. Another sheikh, modern sheikh, was asked the same question. He goes, uh, can we uh, increase our wudu? And the, the question he even said, are there not authentic reports from Abu Huraira? So he even, he even put that into the question. He goes, you know, can we do it? Uh, there's a couple of authentic reports from Abu Huraira. <laughs> and the sheikh, he goes, no, it's bidat. He goes, we follow Rasulullah. So then I just thought to myself, oh my God. First of all, who are you? And who's Abu Huraira? Think about that. Somebody, you know, 14 centuries after Abu Huraira has gone to Jannatul Firdos, right? Somebody's popped around now and said, now nah, you're wrong. Because we follow the Prophet. So what are you accusing Abu Huraira of? He's not following the Prophet. You might as well have said that. Because he's not following the Prophet. He didn't know the Hadith. Even though he's a beautiful meaning of Hadith. But, I know. 
right? What the Prophet did. So did he have any respect for the action of Abu Hurairah? He dismissed it completely. In fact, he he condemned it because bidda means something's frowned upon. You go to the proper scholars. Imam Nawawi, Imam of the Shafi'i school, commentator of Imam Muslim, he took it fully into consideration. He goes, it's recommended. Meaning, Abu Huraira is our guide. If he does something, we know that he is a proof. And think about it, you know, even logically, on the Day of Judgment, if Allah questions you, he goes, why did you wipe up your, where the armpits? And you turn around and say, oh my Lord, Abu Huraira did it. Do you think Allah is going to question you any further? <laughs> or is he going to say, but don't you follow my prophet? <laughs> you know, what sort of ludic... And this is why these people are... You know, they're very... If you think about it, these statements sound very innocent, but they're not. Very dangerous statements. Why? Because you're actually telling the questioner the Sahaba's actions mean nothing. <laughs> right? Unless it's in line with the Prophet <laughs> And the response is no, mm-hmm. because you're the one who's misguided. Mm-hmm. So and the reason I mentioned it, I don't want to mention his name, is because it's on public platforms. And then even now you get people saying, so what if Abu Hurairah did it? And why are they talking like that? Because they've been taught by their Sheikh in it, mashallah. Mm-hmm. So what if, who's Abu, you know who Abu Hurairah is? He says, Zaba. Mm-hmm. So what? And then you think you sound like Rawafid. Mm-hmm. And that's why that's the path to misguidance, astaghfirullah. So now the Persians, they were very dear to Abu Huraira and he would say something very interesting to them. So let me just mention this to finish. Hafiz Abu Khaytham rahmatullahi in his Al-Ilm number 82, Sahih to the criteria of Bukhari and Muslim, Abu Huraira would say to the Persians, Draw near, O Banu Farrukh. Indeed, if knowledge were hanging at the Pleiades, there would be amongst you one of those who would take it. So when he saw the Persian students, he goes, come close, come close, O sons of Ibrahim, <laughs> And then he says, even if knowledge reached the stars, one of you, he's going to say two, three, because one of you would get there. Now think about that, you know, just hypothetically, even in today's day, in 2023, if somebody goes, knowledge is in Pluto, how am I going to get to Pluto? Somebody would get to it. But he wasn't mentioning Pluto. He goes, Pleiades, this is another constellation. Mm-hmm. One. So who was Abu Huraira praising there? Mm-hmm. In a similar report, Abu Huraira said on the pulpit of Rasulullah, Glad tidings to you, O non-Arabs. I swear by the being who controls my life, that even if the religion is suspended on the Pleiades constellation, a group from you will still certainly reach it. Mm-hmm. This is in Abu Nu'im al-Hiliya, Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 5, page 355 of the New English Translation. So now he's talking about non-Arabs, not just Persians. Mm-hmm. Non-Arabs. Mm-hmm. Ajami. <laughs> he goes, some of you will actually get to there as well. <laughs> so who was Abu Hurairah praising? Non-Arabs. <laughs> he goes, you're going to be the next stage. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala chose us, but he goes, you will, will then take the banner. <laughs> and you will then be, become the, the pioneers of the deen. So now, what was Abu Huraira referring to? To finish. So the hadith is in Tirmidhi. The companions asked, Ya Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who is the nation about whom Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says? And they recite Surah Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Surah 47, verse 38, Audhu Billahi Minash Rajim. 
If you turn back, he subhanahu wa ta'ala will substitute in your place another nation and they will not be like you. So the sahaba asked, who is Allah referring to there? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa placed his hand on Salman al-Farsi, his hand on his leg. And he said, this Persian and his nation are the nation Allah is talking about. The Prophet then said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I swear by the being who controls my life, if Iman was suspended from Thuraya, the Pleiades constellation, many Persians would still acquire it. Mm-hmm. So let's look at this. So what does Allah the Almighty and Glorious say? Very interesting verse. He goes, if you turn back, meaning you don't do what you're supposed to do, Who's he talking to? The Arabs. <laughs> I've chose you. Rasulullah from amongst you. Mm-hmm. So Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِن تَتَوَلَّوْا If you turn back, يَسْتَبْدِلْ قَوْمًا غَيْرُكُمْ He will substitute in your place another nation. ثُمَّ لَا يَكُونُ أَمْثَالُكُمْ They won't be like you. Look at the threat. Allah Ta'ala is talking to the Arabs. Because if you don't do what you are instructed to do. Another nation will take your place. They won't be like you. So the Sahaba goes, Ya Rasulullah, who's that? The Prophet put his hand on Salman's leg. He goes, this Persian and his nation, the Persians, he goes, they would get to even the stars to acquire the knowledge. So did this come true? 110%. The proof's in the pudding. If you look at, you know, the great scholars, most of them were not Arabs. So you look at the Hadith scholars. Imam Bukhari, was he an Arab? No, he was a Persian. Mm-hmm. Muslim, was he an Arab? He was a Persian. You know, from, you know, if you look at the geography. Abu Dawud, Persian. Mm-hmm. Or oh, Pathan, but still Persian. Tirmidhi, mm-hmm. Persian. Tirmidhi. Mm-hmm. Ibn Imajah, Nasai, all six, none of them are Arabs. Mm-hmm. And yet when you're hearing it, you just get this impression, oh, these are like Quraysh, right? Bukhari, what do you mean Quraysh? And this is why one of the sheikhs said to me, he goes, you, he goes, the Persians reached such a level that the Arabs became their students, <laughs> even to learn Arabic. <laughs> you know, Sheikh Abdullah mentioned that to me. He goes, they reached that level, even the bones were born Arab, they would sit at their feet to learn Arabic. <laughs> so what did Allah Ta'ala say? You don't do your job, somebody else will take your place. Who were they? Chinese, <laughs> Mongolians, right? It was the Persians. <laughs> So this is why Abu Huraira said, come close, O Persians. Because he knew. Because you're the ones who are going to take the mantle. And that's why it moved. So now, does it happen only once? No. The scholars say that if you don't do what you're supposed to do, meaning you are representatives of Islam, you're sharing the deen, you're passing the message on. If you don't do what you do, Allah I will replace you with another nation. And if you look at our history, look how interesting it's, it moves. You know, it was the Persians, and then what happened? You could argue the Indian subcontinent. You can say the Turks to some extent. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala was, you don't do the job, don't worry. I'll pass it to somebody else. The honor's always, Allah Ta'ala is the one with honor. And look how interesting. Now, it would be even fair to say, maybe it's gone to the West. You know, you look at the, you know, the Shuyukh, a lot of them are from America. 
And then you're thinking, you know, look how interesting Allah Ta'ala is. He's not bothered when you're white, brown, pink, right? You know, if you don't do the job, you'll give it to somebody else. But the Persians were the ones who took the mantle after the companions and the Muslims. That doesn't mean the Arabs just fell asleep. They weren't deserving of leadership in terms of the ilm, right? And note again, was Rasulullah correct? Everything he says comes true. If the Persians didn't take the mantle, he's not a prophet. And just to add, I don't know whether I'm going to mention it, but... When, the prophet, when Abu Huraira said one of them would take it, one of them, um, Imam Sayyuti said that one was Imam Abu Hanifa. So when Abu Huraira goes, one of them will reach the stars, who was he talking about? He's actually talking about, according to Imam Sayyuti, Imam Abu Hanifa, because he was the star amongst the Persians. Why? Because over half the Muslim world follow his understanding of the Quran and Sunnah. You know, when, and it's very important because you know you got to expel it out to people right? because people are sleeping. When you say you're Hanafi, don't say that because they actually think that you're following something else. So you say, no, 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 no. I followed the Quran and Sunnah according to the Hanafis. Then they'll, then they'll click, oh, right. What do you think I was following, you idiot, right? You think I was following Bible, right? So when you say all that means you're following the Quran and Sunnah, but Imam Baba Hanifa, and look at that for a thorn in the side of the people who have a problem with the Persians. Over half the Muslim world follow his understanding. Mm-hmm. Allah chose them to such a degree. No, mashallah. Of course, they deserve it because they did the job. Mm-hmm. So all I mentioned again today was a few of the students of the noble Abu Huraira. And notice they themselves became giants in their own right. Mm-hmm. Are there any questions you like to ask? سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل الانسان لفي خسر الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات واصبحوا الحق وراسب الصبر صدق الله عليكم